Hey guys, welcome to the Georgia Field Hunting Podcast, episode 34. I'm your host, Brian Grossman, here with co-host Robert Nelson. Coming to you on, uh, or at least for us, on election night. So I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing on election night than uh, recording a podcast <laughs> and not sitting in front of the TV watching election results come in, for sure. So, That's right. Uh, I guess, uh, well, it's after dark, so I can't say I'd rather be in a deer stand, but... <laughs> that um, old time yeah. change. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that time change is terrible. Terrible. Puts a hurt on those uh, after work hunts for sure. Yeah, they're pretty much non-existent now. So, man, but yeah, this uh, on this episode we're going to be doing another rut report. Uh, I know you guys are probably thinking we've completely gave up on uh, <laughs> having any uh, having any interviews on here. Well, we're going to have some interviews for the rut report, but uh, yeah, we actually sat down and recorded an interview uh, with a guy, a public land hunter here. I don't know what a week or so ago. And just uh, ended up having audio issues, and we we kind of went back and forth on whether or not to use it. But I just honestly, I think it would it would be too annoying. I don't want want to put something out there that's that's subpar as far as the the audio. Um, you know, something like I said, it'd just be an annoying to try to listen to, even though the information's good. Um, great guy to talk to, but we're gonna have to get back with him and and see if we can't uh, give that one another shot. So. So we're going to do another rut report, and, and you know we thought this was good timing anyway because for a lot of us the rut is cranked up and running wide open right now for for oh, part yeah. of the state anyway. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, talk about some some recent hunts here and uh, a little little success from over the weekend, and uh, yeah, and got three uh, three good guys. Going to be jumping on the line with us to uh, for these rut reports to tell you what's going on in their part of the state, and we've uh, we got some different different guys this time. Uh, got one from from the northeast part of the state, guy from the, the northwest part of the state. Uh, of course, Robert and I will tell you what we're seeing, and then we have uh, a familiar face or a familiar voice, uh, Robert uh, Carter, on the line, uh, or we'll be getting him on the line to talk about kind of southeast Georgia, what he's seeing down there in his neck of the woods. So, um, but before we, we get on the line with those guys, uh, Robert, how did, uh, how did the hunting go this past, past weekend for you? Man, it was awesome, Brian. Uh, I wasn't able to harvest a deer, but you know, as I've mentioned many times on the podcast episodes in the past, you know, I grew up hunting with my dad and he's been my ultimate influence. And I was able to go home this past weekend and hunt with him at our family farm. And, uh, man, it was a great weekend. The weather was perfect. You couldn't you couldn't ride up a better rut time weather front. I mean, it was rolled in. As soon as I got home, it was rolling in. And through the weekend, it was there all weekend. And it's still there currently. But um, ended up seeing, let's see, I seen 21 deer over two and a half days, which was great, which 11 of those were does, 10 of those were bucks. And a lot of small bucks and ended up seeing one mature buck. But as a bow hunter, he was about 250 yards out, and I couldn't get him any closer. So it didn't pan out. And uh, Dad ended up seeing eight deer, a little slower. It's picking up for him now. He's off all week. I think he's seen he's seen close to 11 today alone. Nice. And he saw, he saw a good number yesterday as well. And uh, But he saw one monster buck that's on our hit list, and unfortunately it didn't pan out for him because – 
he was looking one way and when he looked back the other way he didn't hear the buck coming and when he turned and looked the buck was already staring at him oh uh, man and had already picked him off and it was too late and the buck ended up getting out of there blowing but it's funny when i got to the house after my morning hunt he told me he said man you done come up here and brought that bad luck you've been having (laughs) brought the bad mojo with you yeah so no it it was a great weekend the ultimate fun you know is i I was real happy to see a bunch of deer but the ultimate fun was being able to get there out there with my dad and uh, spend time with him and my mom you know, we had a great time this weekend and always look forward to going home. It's a little tougher to get home now that I'm married and moved away, but we enjoy the time we do get to spend together. So that was awesome. And like I mentioned, didn't feel any tags, but you can't beat good time with your ultimate hunting partner. No, that's what it's all about right there. Right. So then I know uh, Sunday I hunted that morning, saw uh, one buck. It was a little slow that morning. It warmed up a little bit, but then I shot you a message and offered to come out and help you because I know you were able to fill your last buck tag this past weekend, which is an awesome thing, man. Big congratulations. You put in a lot of work running camera scouting, map scouting, walking, hunting. I mean, taking time off work to go hunt (laughs) a a lot of stuff as we all do. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm the same way and it's well-deserved, man. I can't, give you enough congratulations for being able to fill that last buck tab but i came out met you sunday and we were able to find that deer so if you want to jump into it man go ahead and give the <laughs> listeners i know ultimately that's what they're looking for they're not looking to hear from me because i can't kill a deer so <laughs> <laughs> oh you'll get your turn i'm sure of that yeah man it uh it was exciting it's the uh, first time i've filled both my buck tags since i've been uh been in georgia and uh you know, get to do it on public land. Um, definitely, you know, I'm proud of that, but it was kind of bittersweet. Um, well, in two ways. One, I'm, I'm tagged out as far as bucks now. So uh, the only buck hunting I'll be doing maybe is on on some of the check-in hunts. I might try to hit a check-in hunt or two before it's all said and done. And, of course, we got our uh, January hunt over in Alabama. So maybe, right. uh, maybe we can get on a buck over there. But... Um, the other part of it was like you kind of alluded to there. I shot this deer and I, and I'll get into the story of it, but I, you know, I shot it on Saturday morning. Unfortunately, we weren't able to recover that deer until Sunday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, the, the meat at that point was, was too far gone. He was, well, you know, <laughs> he was already, uh, starting to stink pretty good. And, um, you know, that, that really bothers me. I don't don't like to lose one. Don't like to waste meat like that. Um, but it just, you know, that's that's the way it was. That's the way it works. Sometimes I, I'm yep. super glad we did end up finding him. So I had that closure, and uh, you know, obviously still, you know, tagged him. We, uh, you helped. I gutted him as stinky as he was. I went in and gutted <laughs> him, and we hauled him out of there. Yeah, we and, did. And took him home. And uh, so yeah, it was it was it was a great hunt. Um, I was actually right back in there in the in the kind of the same general area of where I killed my buck on opening day. Um, that same ridge, man, or same main ridge. Um, you know, it's all, you know, as you know, it's it's just the whole thing's good bedding cover. And uh my thought or my hope at least was that these these bucks will be running, you know, it's a it's a long ridge, like I said, lots of good cover, and it's got 
fingers that just kind of uh, just a series of fingers really that run down to a creek bottom and the wind was blowing off the ridge down in the creek bottom and so my 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 hope or my thought was that these bucks may be kind of running the edge of those fingers kind of perpendicular to those fingers you know wind checking them that's not exactly how it turned out um, I, I got it partially right but it's i just hunted that morning hadn't seen anything up until you know it was a little after nine and I seen this buck come up out of the bottom, and but instead of running kind of perpendicular to the the finger scent checking him, he was headed straight into the wind, straight up a finger. And actually, the one kind of one finger over from where I was at, uh, maybe you know seventy, eighty yards out. And as soon as he got up on the hill, kind of even with me, uh, and it was obvious he wasn't coming my way. Um, grabbed the grunt call, done a couple of soft grunts. You know, he stopped stared right over at me uh looked looked at looked that way for uh, you know a few seconds and then just kind of continued on that path man you know he had the nose down and uh mouth open there a little bit you, you know you could tell what he was doing what he was looking for <laughs> right so I, I i tried grunting again and again multiple times as he was headed up that finger and just completely ignored me and he was just about the point where he was going to get in you know in some thick stuff and I wasn't gonna be able to see him anymore. And I just, you know, I figured I didn't have anything to lose at that point. So I just ripped, you know, three loud aggressive grunts as uh, pretty much as loud as I could. And he stopped right behind some thick stuff. And I looked and looked through my binoculars, didn't see him. And I thought, man, he done, you know, he done got past where I can see, he done got into that thick cover. And while I was trying to see if I could find him in my binoculars, next thing I know, he popped out from behind that, that tree and was, headed straight toward me man just came in on a string from <laughs> i don't know he was a probably, probably over 100 yards out at that initial point you know where he turned around and just started coming right into me and of course you know i shoot a single pin sight i had it on 20 yards he got out to where i was guessing about 30 yards out and he acted like he was gonna kind of hook hook to his left and uh, so i thought i was gonna you know end up needing to take about a 30 yard shot. <laughs> I real quickly moved my pin to the 30 yards and no sooner than I did that, man, he turned back, started heading straight at me again. <laughs> I'm dialing that dude back in my sight back <laughs> down to 20 yards, man, you know, starting to get in a little bit of a panic there and uh, drew back on him. And he almost just like that opening day buck, man, he's just coming straight at me. And I was just, you know, waiting for the opportunity for him to turn broadside and about 15 yards or so. He, he finally did. He turned, turned pretty much straight broadside and man, I'm still kicking myself. I should have just, you know, gave him a light little and stopped him, but I didn't. I thought he was at a, he was at just a light, steady walk close as he was. I thought, well, I can pull this off. You know, I put it, put it right behind the shoulder or kind of right there in that pocket, that V uh, right where I wanted to hit him. And then executed my shot which you know I, I do use kind of back tension to pull through my shot and uh, i just didn't pull through quick enough and i guess he got to step in between you know the time i first aimed on him and the time my arrow released and uh i hit him back immediately just sick i knew knew what had happened but or you know i saw obviously that i hit him back but he just ran out about 10 yards and or about 10 more yards he's about you know 25 30 yards away and stopped and uh man, i was trying my best to knock another arrow to to get one in him and 
as luck would have it, just as I got, you know, an arrow knocked and was getting ready to draw back, you know, he took off, went down the hill, back down into the creek. And I seen him drop into the creek. Never did see him come up the other side or, or any evidence that he had went anywhere after that. So, man, my hope was that I just really thought, well, he's probably, you know, I hit him back. You know, a lot of times they'll go to water if you if you get right. gut. And so my hope was that, you know, he'll just lay down there in the creek. I won't bother him. He'll die there and I can, you know, come back and recover him. So waited a little while and then, uh, you know, got out of there as quietly as I could. Went over and got my arrow because it was kind of in the opposite direction from where he ended up anyway. So I wasn't, you know, wasn't worried about bumping him doing that. But arrow was covered in dark blood. So it, you know, appeared I got liver. Um, but also, you know, it had had some gut smell to it, too. So I backed out of there, went went to the house um, for a few hours and got my son and, and went back. Just man, I really, really thought that 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 deer was going to be laying there in the creek. Man, I just I just had it in my head that you know I was going to have the the same fortune that I had with the doe that I shot with that recurve. You know that only went like eighty yards. I thought, well, he'll you know maybe I didn't bother him. He'll be laying there in the creek, and we'll we'll get him out. But uh, that wasn't the case, as you know. <laughs> I, I got down there to the creek. I didn't even well, you know, I knew where my arrow had been. I'd seen blood there, but. I, it, rather than blood trailing from there to the creek, I knew where he'd went. I just went straight down to the creek, found where he had crossed, <clears throat> and found, you know, a few drops of blood on the other side of the creek, and then couldn't find anything. Um, looked and looked. And so I kind of, at that point, I left my son there kind of looking, looking for blood, seeing if he could find, you know, the next drop while I walked the creek. I thought, well, maybe he crossed the creek and turned went down a ways and, you know, got back in the creek, walked the creek, no luck there. Eventually started doing a, a grid search on the ridge out in front of me. Again, just couldn't find anything. Um, we, we did that for a while, <laughs> walked a, a, a long distance and pr pretty much gridded that entire ridge out in front of me. And, uh, I had to be back. I had to be back that night for a, uh, a church deal, a, a trunk or treat. I was going to, I do have a buddy that has dogs and it just happened that he was out uh, tracking for, for somebody else that evening. And so I went to the, uh, you know, went to the church thing, just man, sick over this, losing this deer. And, you know, you had talked to me, asked if I wanted you to come out that, that next Sunday after church there, which I was very glad of, man, because I, I wouldn't have found that deer without your help. I, I have a feeling. But yeah, so me and you went back and, and uh, started started kind of you know right back at the the last blood looked and looked we'd found we found one more drop of blood and uh, and you know again nothing else there's a clear cut close by I thought well maybe he went up in the clear cut you know it was one of the places we hadn't looked so you know obviously as you know me and you went out there and grid searched that clear cut. No luck there. I decided we went back again to look again, see if we could find another spot of blood because we there was really no indication yeah. uh, of which direction he had went once he crossed the creek. Right. You know, it was it was a straight shot, and I know you were you were trying hard to find that one more drop of blood to tell us which way he he kind of turned from there. And uh, while you were doing that, I I walked the creek the other way, 
Um, I had done that some, but I, I just I went a lot farther this time. I thought, you know, maybe he turned and hooked. I didn't think he had went that direction, but, you know, you never know with a wounded deer. So I walked the creek a long ways that way. Finally, just thought there's no way he went any further than this. And as I come back, you know, just to meet you, I started zigzag. I'd walk up the ridge, especially places where there was any kind of little drainage coming off the ridge. I'd I'd walk up one side, come down the other to the creek, and and just was zigzagging back and forth. And I went up this one drainage, and got up near the kind of the top of it, and I look over and Robert's standing right there. <laughs> I had no idea he had you know come from where the last blood was. It was just kind of funny. And uh, yeah, Robert said, "Man, I, I smelled something over here." <laughs> caught a whiff of something and I was like huh and uh look over and there that deer laid not 10 yards from us yeah, just in some yards. really thick young pines uh where where it had bedded bedded down in there and died and uh, the kind of the worst part of it all is you know of course anytime I'm doing a track like that I have the tracking on 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 x so I can see where I've been you know I, I can use it while I'm walking just to kind of make sure I'm I'm spacing my my you know paths out there equally as I go one way and then come back the other. And then of course, you know, later you can look back and see if you missed any spots. But right. when I looked at the track from Saturday when me and my son had looked for that deer and looked at the pen where we'd found the deer, I'd walked within like 50 feet of that deer on Saturday looking yep. for it. And uh, just did not see it because it were, you know, as you know, it died in that that thicket there. And I evidently I walked right on the up the kind of the upper side of that and didn't see him laying down in there. He was turned in a way where his, his belly really wasn't showing. Um, so, yeah, I, I should have had that deer Saturday. It just. Oh, like I said, I, don't, I hate that I lo lost the meat. That sucks. But uh, I am glad I found him and at least know what happened. and. Uh, you know, he obviously died fairly quick because or, you know, at least when I walked past him, obviously within 50 feet of him, I feel pretty certain he was dead at that point. Or yeah, he, he was already dead. He would have got up and got out of there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think he uh, lasted very long, but unfortunately just wasn't wasn't able to find him. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Ultimately, you know, like, we, like we've talked about the last couple of days, the ultimate great thing is we found that deer and we were able, like you said, to get closure, especially on your end. You know, I, I was super ecstatic to find him. As you know, I came running through the thicket just as excited <laughs> as you were. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I know it was more a lot more excitement on your end. And uh, I guess something I want to touch on here um, is something that we noticed is that deer bedded down and ended up expiring right there? But we're pretty sure we're we're about ninety five percent sure that was his main bedding area because of the worn down bed right next to where he expired. There yeah, was, yeah. I mean, remember we seen that bed? It was worn down to the dirt. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was no leaves or anything, and so we're pretty sure he went back to his his uh main. Bed and spot is we're going to talk about. We're about to drop a video on YouTube here soon of my hunts over the weekend and the recovery and all that, you know. And we talk a little bit about it there. But the good thing is, you didn't give up, you, you expelled every effort, you know, to find that deer because you walked two miles the day before and we put in probably a good mile plus 
on the day we searched what a lot of it was the same area but then we like you mentioned ventured out into the cutover and then we came back and regrouped and ended up finding him you know not far from where you had walked the day before but that's a huge point of this is man never give up you know no. until you're just a hundred percent sure that that deer either is alive and he's doing okay or you've pushed him so far you know by mistake that you're not gonna find him that you know you've given every effort to go out there and walk and walk and walk or call a dog or whatever you need to do because if brian would have just after the first day after walking two miles said man i think i just hit him and he uh he's gonna be okay you know the deer would have just sat out there and rotted and we would have never got him yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad we went back. Like, so I'm glad you called me and went out there and helped me. Um, you know, I'm, I may have found him, but but I, I probably wouldn't have. Uh, you definitely, it was just kind of comical that we ended up there in the same spot, same you spot. know. Um, but yeah, you you saying that you had smelled him, that was that immediately got my, or you smelled something uh, that immediately kind of got my heart racing. Man, I just, and it, you know, just looked around and there he was. It was, uh, it was it was crazy, exciting. Like I said, a little heartbreaking, but um, yeah, I'm I'm glad glad I know what happened to him. Glad I found him, and uh, you know, just glad that I was able to to finally kind of put things together this year um, on on this particular piece of public land, and and everything worked out. You know, a part of me, you know, I guess uh, I guess I want to tell myself that I'm kind of learning kind of figuring these deer out and then i'll be able to continue to do this in in consecutive seasons but you know i know the reality is i could turn around next year and, and get completely blanked you know i don't nah. i don't want ever want to you know build it up where yeah i know i know exactly what i'm doing because they'll uh you know it'll turn around and bite you they'll they'll educate you real quick <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's man. definitely it goes i really last year was really i guess the first full year of just really getting serious on the public land hunting i mean i've been public land hunting for a long time but as far as just year-round scouting and really diving in really kind of focusing more on these thick areas and getting away from the pretty woods and all that uh and then you know last year i did it was a pretty disappointing season and it's it's easy to get down when you've put in all that effort and and there's no results to show for it but you know, and every year you get to build on that though. Right. And, and so this year I came in a lot more prepared, you know, I had more knowledge from my hunts and what I learned last year and I could build on that. And, you know, hopefully next year, the same thing, I'll be able to build on that. I, I know some good areas from this year, obviously might not be as good next year, but I have multiple places like that where I, I know there are good bucks, um, using those areas and, uh, you know, it's just it's just a matter of kind of working a game plan. Once you know the deer are there and, and kind of the area they're using, um, you know, then then the, the the game of cat and mouse begins. But right, yeah, it's it's easy, man. It's it's not not saying that the hunting is easy, but it's easy to get in that state of mind where you're starting to give up. You know, as you know, last year, you know, I had to run in opening day with a you know. Cl- 
130, 140-inch class buck, couldn't <laughs> close the deal. I was able to kill a buck on that same WMA later. You know, he was a smaller buck. But then I've had the situations with the run-ins this year, haven't been able to close the deal. So you you start sitting there, even though we're only, you know, two months into the season and we still got two months left, it's still like, man, you know, this – I'm getting up early. I'm spending all this time walking and I'm having these encounters, but they're not playing out. And it really starts to wear on you. It does. It's because it's like I was talking with dad this weekend. You know, I was at home at a farm that hasn't had much pressure. I know there's a great deer there. And I was just looking at him like, man, I don't I don't know what to do because I felt I'm starting to feel like anywhere I go, it's just not going to work out, you know, and it's it's easy to get in that state of mind and you got to push through it. And you just got to keep going because it, it's real easy. Like I was saying, I mean, this weekend, you know, I was just like, man, I, I don't know what to do because anywhere I go, it's just not going to work out. <laughs> and it, yeah, it but- sucks. It sucks being in that state, but also it, it can change in a split second, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I haven't since I killed my buck on opening day. This is the first good buck I've seen from the stand since then. I mean, you know, I've. I definitely I've been seeing more and more deer as it moved on. You know, I've been moving around trying different spots and kind of finally keying in on on just deer in general. But man, I you know, as far as getting on any good bucks, getting them on camera, but getting them in front of me in the stand has been a challenge. And uh, you know, it definitely helps when rut activity starts picking up. And right. that's definitely what was going on here. And that kind of, you know, as a as a rut report, I guess my part would be, man, if you're in well, and in, in, in my case, West Central Georgia, but really, if you're in anywhere, any part of the state that kind of has that early, you know, first week or two of, of rut, peak rut, first week or two of November, uh, peak rut, man, get in the woods as soon as you can, every chance you can right now, because it's definitely busting wide open oh, yeah. um, here, in, here in my area, for sure. Uh, just seeing, it's just like you flip the switch, I'm seeing a lot more deer on the roads, like, you know, just driving on the roads, right. you know, running across the roads, seeing bucks. Uh, see, in fact, I was telling you earlier before we started recording, uh, when I hauled that, when I hauled my buck out Sunday, um, you know, right there, you know, I was off the WMA, but, um, right there, just off the WMA, there was a nice buck, just as nice as the one I shot standing there right off the side of the road, looking at me. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely out moving. I'm not saying, it may still get a little better, but it's it's good right now. You know, get get out there every chance you can. I don't care what yeah. the I don't care what the moon phase is or anything else. <laughs> uh, if you can get a hunt in and get it in, you know the it's uh, it's getting good and it's only good for a short time or really good for a short time. So take advantage of it while you can. Right, I'm, I'm yeah. itching to get back out there now, <laughs> even though I can't <laughs> shoot a buck. But hey, I still want to be in the stand. Um, you know, I'll still shoot a doe or two if I get the chance. And, you know, if I can see, I just, I enjoy, if I can see another good buck, that's great too. I, I hope the biggest buck of my life don't walk right underneath my tree stand, but. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to, you need to keep your butt at home, at home is what you need to do. Cause a daggum absolute booners are going to walk by you and you just got to watch him walk by. So you just need to keep your butt in that chair at the house. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, oh. Find at least one or two check-in hunts here before it's all over, man. That's right. Man, that'd be uh, that would be an incredible season if I could get a bonus buck on one of those check-in hunts. But it's already yeah, been an incredible it, season for me. I mean, and then if you can uh, 
tag another one in that Alabama hunt, even though if he's no monster, you know, as long as we can still shoot some decent bucks, you yeah. know, that'd be a bonus plus considering none of us have never been to this place. So yeah. we're going to go out there and try it. That'd be awesome, man. But I agree with you, Brian, talking on, you know, the rut aspect, definitely central part of the state, West, Middle West, you know, it, it's burning hot right now. I mean, I see multiple bucks this weekend, as I mentioned earlier, um, 11, 10 or 11 bucks, you know, this weekend, one shooter on my end, but a lot of smaller bucks out chasing. I mean, I had one buck, he chased those right under my stand, grunting the whole way. And, uh, you know, it was awesome to see, but down here where I'm at, I'm starting to see some more deer, starting to see some small bucks on the side of the road that unfortunately have been hit by cars and, yeah. you know, crossing the highways, but we're still a good, uh, three weeks out, you know, from it getting, Really, really good. We're it's probably getting good now. You know, as the pre rut's probably really starting to kick in. Um, but definitely by next weekend it should be really good, and then you know the next two weeks after that should be on fire. Um, just from what I know, this is my first year hunt down there, but from the research, talking to people, what the, the biologists are putting out, you know, that's what I'm expecting to see. And then it's it. As we've talked multiple times, it, it differs county by county down here. It's crazy. One one county's going right now. My county's uh, three or four weeks out, and the county below, that's a month and a half out. So Yeah. But it's definitely on fire in that central part of the state right now. And each and every day here for about the next two weeks, well, from my experience on into Thanksgiving, you know, anytime you can hunt now to that week of Thanksgiving, you have – an opportunity at a buck of a lifetime at any moment during any part of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, one of the WMAs that I hunt last year, I'd put out some cameras, got out some cameras late. It was after the, it was after this time of year. It was, it was into mid November, probably before I got the cameras out there. So past what would typically be peak of the rut. Um, but I caught a, a flurry of, of rutting activity. I mean, got some pictures of, of does running by the camera and then a buck right after them um, from, yeah, really kind of from Thanksgiving to the first few days of December. Yep. Had some pretty, pretty cool pictures uh, in that, in that particular location. Cause yeah, I mean, that's something worth noting. I know we, and I don't want to dive too far into the weeds with the rut. Cause man, that would, you could do a whole podcast <laughs> on just the rut, but right. you know, there's, kind of different interpretations i mean i guess the rut as far as the if you're talking about the rut as the the breeding period for a doe you know that could be anywhere from september into february or march you know they can come into heat you know certain does may come into heat early and then of course they're going to keep cycling until they're bred up to i was just actually reading some some research about this today for work but um, some of them come into heat as many as seven times before they just finally, you know, quit. Um, right. he, that, he, that's on, that's on a 28-day cycle, right? Right. Yep. 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 But, you know, most of the people when you're talking about the rut, you're not talking about that whole, you know, September to March, obviously. you're Most people mean the, the peak of the rut, you know, that whatever week-long period or two-week period where the majority of the deer bred. You know, if you, if you drew out the uh, the breeding period for for a does in any given location, it kind of makes that that classic bell curve where you know you start out in wherever September, or October, whenever there, and you know you have a few coming into heat, and then as you get later, a few more, and then you get till you get up to that peak, 
you know, for whatever that, whatever it may be in your area, you know, right now, again, where I'm at, you're talking probably, you know, anywhere from, I don't know, the 6th through the 12th of November or something there where you kind of hit yeah. the peak of breeding. And then it just comes back and it trails off, but you're going to still have deer breeding, you know, like you said, Thanksgiving on into early December, you're going to, you know, you're going to have some that don't get bred that come in maybe in January. Uh, you also got fawns. If they reach a certain weight during that, right. that first, their first year, they'll come into estrus. And a lot of times that's later in the season too. So yeah, it's not, you know, the rut's not a three day window. And that's, if you don't, if you don't get in on it in those three <laughs> days, you're, you're out of luck, but, right. um, but yeah, it's yeah, we, definitely, we're getting near the peak and it is an exciting time to be in the woods. Doesn't mean every time you're out, you're going to see bucks running does all over the place, but it's just that time where you never know, man. You, you're just right. always on your kind of on the edge. Cause it, it could happen anytime a buck you've never seen in your life before from, that was living, you know, three farms over may suddenly show up right there in your lap. So, right. Yeah. I mean, we, we've killed a bunch of good bucks over the years, especially my dad, but I've been lucky enough too that, that Thanksgiving week, man, and that central West part of the state can be magical. I mean, it's just, and that, that, that may be due to us spending more time in the woods, you know, that week, yeah, obviously yeah. The, the more, the more you're there, the better the chances, but I mean, it's just something about that week always seems to seems to produce for us. But right now, this this week going into the next week, two weeks, especially in that central west part that we've mentioned multiple times, if if you can be in a tree, be there as long and as much as you possibly can. That's right. But I guess with with having said all that and <laughs> told <laughs> telling my story, uh, I guess we can. Uh, Jump on the line here with Thad Glenn. He's uh, in northeast Georgia and uh, actually a buddy of Robert's. And he's yep. going to tell us kind of what's going on in uh, his neck of the woods. All right, everybody. We got Thad Glenn on the line. Thad, how you doing? Good. Doing good. How about y'all? Uh, doing good, man. Can't complain. It's uh, right in the middle of November, the time we look forward to every year as a deer hunter. So... That's right. Right now, so uh, it's time. It's time to get in the woods. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Thad, me and you, we actually know each other personally. Um, but for the guys that you know don't know you, um, kind of just tell us a little what part of the state you're hunting in. I'm in Northeast Georgia. Uh, I live uh, technically in Hart County, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I hunt all around up here in Northeast Georgia, uh, a little bit in Oglethorpe County, uh, Oconee County, Madison County, and a little bit in Stevens County as well. So a little bit all over the place, uh, which I, I enjoy because it gives you a little bit of change as far as the rut goes and, and, uh, uh, you know, bucks and how they're moving around. So you get to hunt a, a bunch of different. Uh, movement and, and patterns as far as that goes so yeah that's right there you go so we're going to get into that just here in a second but for uh for the sake of things right now you know how's your season go gone so far i know that you just were lucky enough to harvest a really nice deer and uh if you can talk about that a little bit and how your season's gone so far yeah i mean my my season's been pretty good uh i, I was lucky enough to uh kill a doe with my bow i guess that would have been the 
second weekend of the season there. Um, you know, I, I am, I will say I'm a gun hunter. I do enjoy gun hunting. Uh, when, when bow season ends and I, uh, I typically transition over into gun. I do bow hunt some on some bow only spots. Um, but, uh, I do enjoy gun hunting, but, um, but yeah, last weekend, or should I say Halloween this past Saturday, I cracked a pretty good eight pointer. Uh, he, uh, he was definitely, uh, he was pretty stinky. His neck was swelling up pretty good. I was tickled to death and, uh, my dad was there to, Helped me drag him out. That's the first deer or really the first good buck that I've ever killed with dad being there. And it was, uh, it was definitely something special for me and him. Uh, we don't get to hunt as much together as we used to. He hunts a lot out of state and he's trying to finish out his career at the police department. So, uh, it was a real, real special moment for, for me and for him as well. So. Uh, as far as my season goes, I'm. Yeah, it couldn't get much better right right now. So, yeah, that's really cool getting to getting to kill one and and have your dad help you get him out. Um, definitely makes for a special memory. Um, what what were you focused on for that hunt? Was you was you hunting a food source or close to bedding or you know? What? Well, I, I would say. Um, this this was a stand that me and my brother actually put up the weekend before, um, and, and the primary reason we put it up where it was was um, it's, it's it's down in a creek bottom. Uh, it's kind of there's some pines on the other side of the creek there, um, and I would say it, it's definitely for the bedding and cover. Um, uh, you'll see a lot of does down in that creek bottom, you know, traveling um, between the oaks there. Uh, the white oaks and, and those pines, they just feel secure down in that creek bottom. Um, you know, lots of, lots of pressure, you know, all around us as far as a lot of, a lot of, uh, gun hunters and, and things like that. So, um, you know, hunting these, hunting pockets of thick cover is typically your best bet when it comes to, you know, seeing more mature deer, uh, as opposed to sitting on your, your food plots and things like that, that may be a little easier, but, um, you know, I've over the years, I've, I enjoy hunting over food plots. I'm not going to say I don't, but, um, you know, I, I feel like over the past couple of years, I've transitioned more to hunting thicker cover and, and, you know, maybe even woods that you may only be able to see 40, 50, 60 yards and I've had better success. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely say thick cover between uh between bedding and, and food, um, transition area, something like that would, would definitely be kind of the scenario there that, that it is. Yeah, that's right. I mean I went I went home and hunted with my dad this weekend as well and I sat on a food plot one afternoon and I seen a bunch of deer and uh but not the mature one I was looking for. So I can definitely agree there that, yeah, it is easier. And yet you can kill deer on food plots, no problem. But the chances of a mature buck, especially here in Georgia, you know, uh, it's a lot tougher if you're not in that thick cover. But you mentioned something there, Thad, that that buck, you know, he was stinking really good. His neck was swolled up. Um, 
that he was kind of, you know, he he was ready. He he was searching for those, you know, probably coming through that creek bottom. Um, are you seeing that all throughout the area, or was that just kind of a select individual that was ready to roll? Well, I hunted in two different counties uh, this past weekend. I hunted in Oconee, uh, and I also hunted in Oglethorpe where I killed that buck. Um, in Oconee, I saw four different bucks cruising uh, one was chasing does, uh, several other buddies that were hunting on that same property, uh, saw bucks cruising, um, and following does. Um, you know, to be honest with you, uh, you know, just about really kind of this whole area, um, south of me where I live is, uh, or should I say where I hunt? is uh i mean we're we're in prime time window right now uh you know so you know up north of me where i hunt some on uh you know up in stevens county that area we're kind of still in our pre-ruts phase um you know that kind of that north georgia foothills area franklin county banks county uh stevens county there uh you know they're still scraping rubbing i saw my first uh, scrape, uh, and rub on, on, uh, uh, in Stevens County. And, uh, you know, so they're still kind of on there. Uh, they were actually several bucks together, um, in, in trail cameras. So they should just now be starting to bust up since they're starting to make side. So, uh, you know, but I would say south of me, uh, kind of where I'm at, where I hunt primarily is, I mean, it's, it's go time. So, uh, that, that would be what I would say. When's the, uh, when's the peak of rut in those more Northern counties you were talking about where, where you're, you were saying it's just kind of getting started. The peak of the rut there is right there around Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, you know, which is, it's, it's kind of, I mean, from where I grew up, which is only really about an hour South here, you know, in Oconee County. Um, you know, we're right there beginning of November about the first week. And, uh, I didn't think it would be that much of a difference. Uh, but about that, uh, right there around Thanksgiving through about the first week of December, uh, is, is prime time for, uh, you know, those, the Northern Eastern counties that, you know, kind of are up here around the South Carolina, uh, line, uh, you know, and there's some good deer up here. I mean, they're, they're not quite as thick as they are down in southeast and southwest Georgia, but or even middle Georgia. But you know, you do the work and put in the time, you can find some good deer uh, even on the public land. So uh, it, it makes for a fun hunt too, for sure, especially with the topography and everything uh, up this way. So yeah, it's a it's a little more mountainous uh, up there than it is down here for sure. <laughs> but uh, what? Over the past two weeks, so let's say from today backwards for the past two weeks, uh, what would you rate the deer movement as? The past two weeks, uh, I would say on a scale of one to ten, I guess I would I would give it about a six and a half. Uh, you know, six six and a half somewhere around there. Um, I mean, you know, it's no secret we've been pretty warm thus far. That's right. Uh, you know, here in Georgia, um, you know, and I feel like just like most folks, I've seen more deer when it's been 
you know, cooler or chilly, uh, warmer days. Haven't seen, you know, near the movement, um, you know, but this past weekend, I, you know, with that cooler morning or cooler weekend, we had some pretty good movement. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, we're starting to trend in the right direction. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, even down here where I'm at in the, the southern part of the state, it was that thermometer was tipping 39 degrees this morning and I was headed to work. So it's kind oh, of a- man, I, that's what I was. I was saying I was thinking the same thing. I was walking my walking our dog and out there and I I'm like, man, I. Uh, I'm not in the right place right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, let's say over the next two weeks moving forward from today, what do you expect that deer movement to jump up to from a scale of one to ten? Uh, I would say, I mean, to be honest with you, it doesn't get no better. I would say probably a ten. Uh, you know, barring, I mean, I really I can't even say the weather really is going to affect it. I mean, y'all know as well as I do when it's, when it's, uh, when it's time, it's time, uh, you know, to get in the woods when the bucks are running, it could, you know, it could be any time of the day, any weather situation. Uh, I mean, you can't spend enough time in the woods right now. Um, in, in good locations, you know, I mean, uh, sitting all day in one stand, and the wrong stand could be a waste of time, but you know, in, in the good, in, in, in the right location, I mean, you never know. So I would say, I would definitely say a 10 in my opinion. Well, any, any, uh, any big plans for the rest of the season? Are you just going to continue hunting there around the house or? Well, I am, this is actually going to be my last weekend really hunting or should I say, yeah, hunting the rut basically, or, or hunting in Georgia for a while. I'm all, uh, we're going out to, uh, Arkansas. We have a, a duck hunting lodge out there. We guide duck hunters and, uh, and, uh, out there. And we're about to go out and hunt some, some public land out there for about 10 days. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always a good time, good, good camp. And, uh, you know, every now and then you might, might, uh, encounter a big deer. So, but as, as excited as I am on going on that hunt, I'm, you know, leaving the familiar is always, uh, <laughs> is always something that, uh, you, you know, you're leaving, you know, you know where to go here. Right. Uh, when you get there, you got, you know, seven, eight days to, get it done it's you know it's gonna be a grind but i'm looking forward to it for sure seeing some different territory and and, uh you know and just enjoying it so that's right well i know uh your dad a few years ago was able to harvest a really nice deer out there so hopefully y'all can uh keep that going and be able to harvest a few nice ones this year but thad for anybody that would like to follow you you know after listening to this and want to keep up with you on your hunting season and, or if they want to get in contact with you, you know, you mentioned there that y'all guide duck hunts out there in Arkansas. So if that's something they're interested in, where can they go social media wise to follow you or be able to get in contact with you? Well, you can contact me on Facebook, uh, Thad Glenn, T H A D G L E N N. Um, or, I mean, I do have an Instagram page as well. 
Uh, most of my content is hunting and fishing uh, related or my wife, my lovely wife, of course. <laughs> That's uh, right. My, my, my name is uh, Thad underscore Glenn 11 on there. Uh, we also have a Facebook page for the, for the lodge out in Arkansas. Uh, it's called Muddy Bio Hunting Lodge. You can search that on the uh, the search bar on Facebook and take a look at what we got there. Uh, you know, and uh, we 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 try to do a a good job to put folks on birds, and we also do deer hunts and and pen raised pheasant hunts and goose hunts and things like that as well. And got a real nice place, and ju- just try to treat you like family when you're there. And uh, so. But yeah, guys, I, uh, like I said before, I really appreciate y'all doing this, this show. And, uh, it's, uh, I listen to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it every Wednesday or Thursday or whatever day it comes out. <laughs> listen to it when I've got a, when a, a slow day or whatever, or I'm working on paperwork at the office. So y'all keep, y'all keep doing a good job. Y'all are, y'all are doing a good thing here for sure. So we well, appreciate that, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. And we'll we'll add the we'll add the links to your Facebook page and the the Hunt Lodge page in our show notes. And uh I know from experience hunting with you and your dad and your brother, you know, going out to Arkansas with y'all in the past and spending time with y'all up there in North Georgia. Yeah, you're right. Y'all do y'all treat everybody like family and I'm sure people that would take you up on it would really enjoy it. So uh That's Brian, right. you got Brian, you got anything else? No, I think uh, I think we've pretty much covered it. I just uh, appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some knowledge with us there, Thad. Oh, yeah. I appreciate y'all having me. And uh, God bless America. That's all there I got you to go. say. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Next up on the line, we got Matthew Matoy of Northwest Georgia. All right, guys, we got Matthew Matoy on the line. Matthew, how you doing? I'm doing good, brother. Good deal. Well, like I said, I, I appreciate you uh, jumping on the line here with us to talk a little bit about what you're seeing out there in the woods and, and how your season's been going. Um, season Season's doing good, actually, um, especially it being still a little bit early for my area. We are in uh, North Georgia, uh, northwest Georgia to be exact. Okay. So r- really mountainy. <laughs> very mountainy so uh you ain't got no billy goat in you <laughs> yeah. no good at all but um what we're concentrating on right now and what we're seeing is um our rut uh i got two different public pieces of public land i, hunt. I only hunt public but anyway uh what i'm seeing is in one area that we hunt it's actually there both of these are in uh i, I want to touch on both of these because it's important. They're both in Northwest Georgia, everything I'm going to be talking about. But anyway, one spot we see best rut, uh, late November, uh, and December. And another spot, uh, we're seeing a li- lot more sign deer laying a lot more sign down. And it's kind of the, not really the same area, but still Northwest Georgia. And, um, one's laying a lot of sign down one ain't, but, um, white oats, we see them feed on, and we still we got a ton of browse and a ton of acorns. I don't know if uh, yeah, where else that's having that. Uh, yeah, we have a, got a ton of acorns, and I wanna, I wanna relate it back to two thousand 
2017, I believe. We had a lot of acre, and I think it was 2000. Is either 2016 or 2017? But it, we had a ton of acres dropped, and we have that right now, and they are everywhere. And um, is that we, uh, is that making it a little ahead. is that making it a little harder to to pattern the deer? It it does uh, most definitely, but um, we're just getting uh, it. It really does because um, I believe they're just feeding where they're safe at, close to their beds. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I believe. Now, now, you mentioned those two different rut times or the one area you're seeing rut sign in and the other one's yeah, still ways probably, away. Is that typical? Ahead. Is that is that typical for those two areas yeah. or does that one seem to be ahead the, of schedule? The the one area I'm new to. Okay. And uh, the other area I'm, I'm extremely familiar with and uh, it's typical in the other area, but the area I'm new to, there's sign everywhere. If uh, you go to where I'm used to, I promise you there's no sign. Gotcha. Like scrapes, you, you'd be lucky if you find one. Uh, the new area we're not familiar with, they are everywhere. And I've been to both of them quite a bit. So I, I just want to say that because that's real important, I believe. Yeah. Very important because it's hard to to really, you know, see where, you know, find out where the big boy is on the other piece when they ain't leaving a lot of sign down. So, and you really want to focus on what they're feeding on, but I believe they're just doing it close to bedding areas right now. Um, on the other piece, they're, they're bumping a little bit, but, uh, we're still just focusing on they're feeding close to the bedding areas just because they're not moving far from there because there's so many acorns everywhere both of them have a ton of acorns by the way yeah. both spots so yeah hard to pattern for sure yeah we're seeing seeing the same thing down here in west central georgia it's a uh, it's okay. been a bumper <laughs> yeah. bumper crop of white oak acorns this year for sure everywhere yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Sa- same here and, and i'm a bunch i mean you can fill up a bucket under <laughs> any tree uh, you really can yeah uh, they yeah. are browsing a ton. We cut the we shot a big one Friday, and uh, I cut him open, see what he's feeding on, and uh, he went far from private. And I believe them to be baiting on that side, and uh, we saw no corn at all in him, just hmm. uh, browse and acorns. So if that gives yeah. you uh, uh, what I really think they're holding on to, I just really think they like that. And uh, but far as rut. I have been seeing some bumping, some small ones. Uh, up here, I call rut. This is what I call rut. I believe a buck's ready at any time. This is my opinion. I believe a buck's ready at any time, but I call rut when 90% of them bucks are running. And that means the old ones too. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think we're quite there yet for my area and what I'm used to. Gotcha. Used to seeing, should I say. Yeah. Yep, same same down here. I mean, I've been seeing the the small ones, you know, kind of dog and does for a couple of weeks now at least. But yeah, it's just now just now starting to get prime down here for uh, you know where you see some some bigger buck movement. But, yes, we're yeah. seeing small ones bump the same as well. This has only went on now for about two weeks to be exact, not three weeks. We ain't seen this. This is just really starting to heat up. Yeah. What what are, I'm curious what are, what do those bedding areas look like up up uh, in your neck of the woods? 
elevation, it's so mountainy around here. Uh, elevation points, we're seeing them on points. Um, when it is just super windy, which sometimes you'll have a lot of wind, you get up high. We will see them get a little low, but uh, definitely on points about that three-quarter from the bottom, three-quarters up, we're seeing them on them points bedding, and, and that's where we're finding a lot of them. And uh, that's how we're having to do it right now just because we ain't got a ton of action, you know, going on right now. It's like they ain't really – the big ones, of course. The yeah. small ones, I mean, you set up on a trail – He's probably going to come through there for sure. But the big ones, we think we uh, just finding them on points and uh, transition lines as well is uh, where they're bedding at. We're just trying to get in tied on them right now to seal the deal because we don't have a, uh, we, we don't have a, you know, well, I shouldn't say we don't have, we ain't in a, in the rut really good yet. Right. Gotcha. Right. So, so how, I guess the, the previous week or two here that, that we, just got passed. How would you rate the deer movement over on a scale of one to 10 over, I guess, say the past two weeks where you're at? Oh, then? I, st- still good. Uh, the big ones are moving. No doubt. Uh, I've seen a lot of them at nighttime. I, I believe they're not moving far from their bedding area till uh, later on in the cover of darkness right now, but they yeah. are moving. I mean, the, the uh, moving good. Uh, what do you think? Like one through ten, rate it like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, just half, because it's going to get a lot better. The, the biggins are going to be on their feet. I just half five. Okay. Well, you kind of you kind of hinted seven right now. Gotcha. Yeah, you kind of hinted at my next question there. What what would you what would you say the activity will probably be like here in the coming two weeks? Then on that same scale, with my experience and where I'm at. I'm going to keep it at five as well, believe okay. that or not. Yes. Yeah. Still weighs yes. out. Yeah, we are. Uh, if it was first two weeks of December, it's on. It's on. Being a tree. Uh, it's on. Anything can happen. Right, right. You got So with that, you got any big plans for the rest of the season? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I got a bunch. I'm waiting on them to mess up. Like I said, uh, they are moving. Um they are moving and, and them bucks where they're spending their time in that summer, you know, they're, they're going to move around, you know, uh, on food, of course, moving around. But with these acorns, just like he said before, it, it's tough. But yeah, I got, I got a bunch of hit list and, uh, going to go back out and scout again and look, look for some more sign. And, um, yeah, got, got huge plans. Absolutely. Got, got a few good shooters showing up, but, um, they're just, they're moving, but, not as much as what they can be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, down here where I'm at as well, we're still – I went home and hunted this weekend, and where that's at, we're right in the midst of things. I mean, it's hot and heavy, but down here where I'm at, I'm just relaxing for now, kind of doing the same thing, searching for sign because we're still a month out. Um, yes. I'm in the su- southern part of the state, and we're still a good month from the peak of the rut. Oh, okay. So, yeah, oh, it's funny how that works. I'm not familiar with – I, I do zero good on a flat land. I, it, I, it's funny how it's kind of close to the same, man. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been lucky and had some really good encounters, but I've also been unlucky and not been able to <laughs> sling an arrow at one yet. As uh, yeah, Brian's, yeah. Brian's well aware, but um, yeah, it's, it's a different ball game down here. And uh, it's kind of funny actually, because 
in a three county span where I live, the county north of me, the rut is yep. right now. The county I'm in, the rut is four weeks away, and the county below me is about six weeks out. So, <laughs> I, I I believe that I can, <laughs> I can believe that because it, it is a lot like that here, and and that's funny because I don't get to really you know interact with people down there. So I, I do not know how that works down there, but I promise you it works like that here. Just exactly <laughs> what you're saying. That's right. That's right. It's, 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 it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I, I'm used to that time frame right now. I mean, pretty much yeah. the November 1st through the 10th, it's on fire. I'm used to that. Cause I grew up in middle Georgia and, uh, moved away. But Matthew, for anybody that wants to keep up with what you got going on in the rest of your season, you know, as far as social media or anything like that, I yeah. know you mentioned to us a YouTube channel. So where can they oh, go absolutely. out and keep up with you? Yeah, Matthew Matoy is my name. Just uh, look up Matthew Matoy, and I got a buddy that hunts with me as well, and uh, it's pretty funny. It was just a joke when we made his stuff up. Just He's capitalizing and killing big deer now, and his channel is uh, uh, Goose's Great Adventures. But, yeah, we're, we're, we're on them. We're killing them uh, on public land. We go around public land, and uh, – we kill these deer and we watch a lot of the hunting public. <laughs> I'm, just telling you, I'm just telling you like it is, man. If it wasn't for them guys, it, we would be not because we're, we're doing everything. And when the deer read the script, it just works perfectly. But if I, man, you don't want to see the hunts where we go out there and nothing happens because they would be a whole bunch of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll we'll be sure to uh to put the link to your all's YouTube channels in the show notes yep. too, where the the folks can find them. And yes, uh, sir. Yeah, and we just uh, appreciate you taking some time out here to talk to us today. Yes, sir. I, I hope I uh I hope I help everyone out in this area and kind of get to feel what's going. On. I'm out there a lot, and and that's just what I'm seeing in my area. I'm not saying a two and a half or a three and a half ain't gonna chase no doe i just don't believe a lot of them are doing it right right now. that's, right. that's right absolutely oh yeah I, there's no doubt in my mind that, that'll help some folks out. out all the time yeah so. well we appreciate it man and yeah. uh yes, definitely sir. good luck the rest of the season and we'll uh, yes, we'll be sir. keeping thank up y'all. with you on youtube yes sir thank you and our final rut report guest is robert carter of southeast georgia all right, guys, we got a uh, returning guest, Robert Carter, on the line here. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Good deal. Like I said, I, I appreciate you uh, taking your time out to come on here and talk a little bit about what uh, what you're seeing in, in your neck of the woods as far as deer activity. Uh, well, they uh, they seem to be be moving pretty good. This cool snap has them stirring. And uh, up to a, up to a, like, Eight or seven, eight days ago, it wasn't wasn't that way, or at yeah. least where I've been hunting. I did see a uh, hunted uh, last week, and I saw a, a really good buck up there. I mean, and uh, my buddy I was hunting with, he saw three different bucks. But I mean, traveling bucks, not feeding deer. They were, you know, they were moving. Right. So that things are are picking up. This cool snap, I think, is helping too. Yeah. Now, just just for anybody that might not be familiar with you, what can you tell them kind of just what general part of the state you're hunting in? I hunt in southeast southeast Georgia. Okay. Yeah. And how's how's your season gone so far? 
man, it's poor. <laughs> <laughs> I've only I've only killed. I, usually, I've killed like a half a dozen or so. I've only killed two does. I've let some some smaller deer go, which normally I I shoot the first five I see to fill the freezer. But getting soft in my old age, I guess. <laughs> I've let, I've let some smaller ones go and then when I'm sitting up in the stand not seeing nothing I'm thinking man I had this deer was standing like right there and I didn't shoot him. <laughs> well, I know the older I get the more I think about that drag before I pull <laughs> before I let I'm an arrow go I'm not worried about that too much I, I, I carry the meat sack and the knife and, and skin him where he falls so it's not that big a deal there you go yeah but it's a uh, and I'm I've, I don't know it's a uh, it's been really hot, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been pretty tough. But I, it's, it's, I'm I'm fixing to start getting after them a little a little more now. And uh, as far as you know, the the feed, everything I've seen that's coming to feed has been on water oaks, and uh, some swamp chestnuts have have started to drop. And uh, but the water oaks is where I've seen most of the deer sign down here. Yeah. Do, you, do y'all have a lot of just regular white oaks down there, or is it mostly just water and swamp chestnut? We do have a few white oaks, and, uh, you know, different in areas, they may be a lot, but for some reason, most of the time, they don't make a lot. And, and there's one one tree my buddy uh, Chris hunted uh, that was poor in acorns, and uh, he, he did see a couple of deer on it, but they, they were two of the bucks that I was talking about that were traveling deer. They didn't come. You know, they come through the tree and was gone. And, uh, but, but there was hogs that was wearing it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned about the water oaks. I, I took a, took a guy out, um, this past Friday that he, he's never killed a deer, just, just started hunting. And, uh, so we hunted a, a food plot on a, on a WMA that hoping, you know, I could just get a, a doe in front of him. And, they came in, the DNR come in and planted it in wheat and uh, clover and it made it look great. But the, the three small bucks we ended up seeing, which, you know, none of them were legal for him to shoot on that, that WMA, but all that wheat, you know, it's a pretty good sized field with all this wheat and clover. And they stood at the far end of the field underneath the water oak the whole evening until <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, you know, a lot of people don't, you know they all white oak crazy, but I've killed I've killed more deer on water oaks than anything I hunt. Yeah, and uh, I mean they wear them out. It, it's certain trees. I mean, it's I guess some are, are less tannic acid than others, and you know you can go in a bottom and the whole thing will be just covered with acorns, and they'll key on just one or two. You know. Right, right. So, so with that, Robert, as far as you know, the feed and being on the water oaks and stuff, are, are you seeing any rut sign in your neck of the woods? Oh yeah, yeah, plenty of rubs and, and palm marks. Is that just kind of pre-rut stage, or are they getting real hot and heavy down there? I, I, I mean, uh, my neighbor had a he saw a buck running a doe today, and uh, I think it was it was a like. Four or five days ago, I forget it was last week sometime, I, I had one. I didn't see the doe running, but I heard the buck come through the, the bottom grunting, you know, every step. And uh, I think he was deaf, though. I grunted at him several times. But he never, <laughs> never broke stride. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when they're hot hot on that doe's trail, they seem to be deaf more times than not. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. hard to get their attention. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's picking up. But... 
it's I, I love this time of year. You know, but fellow was smart. He could, uh, with all the different rut timing in the state, he could begin and hunt almost. You know, if he didn't mind hunting different management areas and traveling a little bit, he could he could hunt the rut for a long time. Like you know, down in uh, what is it? I think it's uh, down around Darien. Uh, what is that? Altamaha WMA. I think they rut down there like the first or second week of both season. Yeah, and the uh, hawks pasture those areas like that. And then he could work his way around and. Uh, have some really good hunting. Yeah, Georgia's Georgia's pretty unique, and well, I mean, a big part of the deep south, I guess. But yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how spread out the rut is. And in fact, a couple of the guys that we talked to before we called you at were the same way. They're uh, they're up in North Georgia, but there's you know there's some variation up there too. From you know one area, um, it's you know late November, early December, and then other parts. He said you know, they're already seeing rut signs. So it, it definitely, uh, like you said, you could you could just about stay in the rut throughout most of the season if you travel around the state. Oh, yeah, it's weird around here. It's, I get I, down, uh, they tell me, and I, and I don't know this for a fact, but they, I think they turned some uh, northern deer loose somewhere in this area right here, not far from my house, you know, within maybe 15 miles or so. And, uh, May have been an insurgency where they did it. Anyway, and then uh, a guy told me they took deer from some of the islands, like like uh, Jekyll Island and places like that, and put around here. And, yeah, I mean that's you know your island deer would be the early rutting deer, right? And then uh, the others would be late. I mean I've I've been bow hunting a long time, and I've killed deer chasing does at the you know second week of October. And then, you know, all the way up into December, you know, we, we all seen that. So what, what's the typical, I guess, for the area of the general area you're hunting, what's kind of the typical peak of rut activity or, you know, what time of, of year is it there? I believe it's right now. Okay. You know, or we, you know within the next week. Gotcha. That's one reason I hunt a, I hunt a management area, usually the last week of October because the, the bucks are really on their feet then. And, and you'll see some chasing, but, you know, before they lock down with a doe, they, they, you know, you'll see a lot of bucks on the move. And uh, then up, you know, and, and really, really good hunting is is after all that's over with when they're trying to, to fatten back up. And that's the beautiful thing about water oaks too. A lot of those will drop really late. And uh, so it's, it's good hunting all the way up to probably I don't think I've ever seen any dropping past the first or second week of December. Yeah. Well, any uh, any big plans for the, the rest of the season? Or you just just keep plugging away there. Oh locals? man, you just gotta. No, I'm not going anywhere. I've hunt. Uh, I'm really blessed that there's something going on with archery on one of the, on a management areas around me all the time. There's actually two archery only areas within 15 miles I can hunt. And, you know, I'll be busy hunting them and hunting this little little bit of private land I got to hunt too. Yeah, it's, it's my lazy hunting. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I walk from home to hunt that, and uh, but uh, I kind of hate to shoot my own deer. And I, I saw two of the does I let go were like right behind the house. I'm thinking, man, I I'm gonna save you for later. <laughs> 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 uh, 
how did uh, yeah you just oh uh, I guess what last week or so you you guys had your your group hunt there on one of the WMAs. How how did that go overall? Well, it's it's a matter of opinion actually. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill nothing, so I think it kind of sucked. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another guy. He killed his uh, first deer he ever killed with a trad bow one day that morning. He killed another one that evening and another one the next morning. So Man. It was pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, I'd say he's doing all right. Yeah. Um, I saw some deer though and I didn't uh I didn't let nothing go, but I didn't I didn't get any shots. I did kill one uh when I left from there I killed a doe. I hunted it and it's a that's a beautiful place. I never never hunted it before and I walked for a day and then climbed the best tree I could find and and uh Kill a doe. Okay. Good deal. Yeah, that's wrong with that. I did see a, I saw a 130 class buck up there. It was a, a beautiful buck. And uh, I saw, uh, I saw something every time I climbed, actually. I, I, did, yeah. I climbed three, three times. And uh, they say nice. I got to put some boot leather in that place. So it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You can't complain about that. Seeing deer. Yeah. If you're seeing deer ever sit, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And when I say see deer, I didn't see them 100 yards. I hunt, you know, I hunt pretty thick places. And the, the big buck was, a, he was probably 30 yards from me. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but he, even if I'd have been hunting with a compound, like he was facing me. He'd come walking out and he, he smelled a rat. <laughs> he stood a little bit. You could tell he, he, he wasn't having it. I was sitting on a water oak that was on fire, too. It had uh, several paw marks around it and a real big rub. About a, I mean, as big as your upper arm there, a fine rub. And, but anyway, I, I got to look at him. It was, it was, it was cool. We had a big <laughs> body. It was a big body deer. Yeah, that, that's a good one for sure, especially on public land. So, we're, uh, for the folks that, uh, how, how can they keep up with you on social media and kind of see how your season's going along? Uh, I do the Facebook thing here and, uh, and that's, that's it, really. I, I scroll around, and there's so much political stuff going on these <laughs> days. I, it's about to turn my stomach. And, oh, uh, yeah. You have a YouTube channel, don't you? Yeah, I or do have okay. a YouTube yeah. channel. I, I have a few hunting videos on there. It's Robert Carter traditional bow hunting. And uh, I hadn't put anything on there this year because uh, these things are not cooperating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I maybe I'll get something on there for very long. You know, it's all traditional stuff. And uh, anyway, I, I want I'm gonna start doing some stuff maybe on shooting. You know, everybody has their best way to shoot, but the fact of the matter is, uh, what works good for you may not work good for me. You know, and so I, right. I may put a little shooting thing out there for for the way I shoot a bow. Yeah. And I've had some shoulder and neck issues. I was a, a big time aimer. I changed the shooting and aiming and. Now I've uh I can't hold a bow back that long. It, it it's kind of painful. I've dropped down to forty five pounds, so I've kind of went back to to anchoring and shooting a little more instinctive. But I still see my error. I can't explain it, but it. Well, I will explain it to my video. <laughs> but it, it works for me. I I was out there shooting just then, and almost up to black dark, and uh, I at you know fifteen yards, I was putting them in about a three inch circle every time. Yeah. That's, that's pretty solid. I still got a lot Man, of work I, to do. 
saw, I saw where you killed you two fine bucks. Congratulations on that this year. Well, thank you. I appreciate that's, that's that. Put your compound on uh, eBay and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, <laughs> but it was, I, I got to say, boy, I got just as shook on that dough with that recurve as I did those bucks. I think, man, was, I, I think I may have told y'all I, I shot one of the, one of the deer I shot before I, I got so shook up. I actually dropped my bow out of the stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I remember you telling me that. It's, it's, I mean, that's wild. It's, it's, I love it, though. It's, it's fun. It's, it's like a guy at work was saying, man, if you'd have had this, you could have shot that buck at 30 yards. I said, nah, it's when I can shoot him at 12 right there, that makes it worth the wait. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm going to break it. Well, especially now, I guess, I I'm, I'm, can't shoot any more bucks unless I hunt some of the check-in hunts. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I think. I have a feeling I'll be getting the, that recurve back out and seeing if I can't get another one with it. Uh, you'll enjoy it. I can tell you what happened. This is going to happen to you too, I'm sure. I, I tagged out before our got. It's been, uh, I think it's like three years ago, three or four years ago. And uh, anyway, so I go over there on a doe killing mission and I have probably the biggest buck of my life come back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What we were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah, I'm already preparing myself for it. It was 11 point. I mean, he was humongous. Man. Big buck, Pope and Young buck. He come by and I didn't even want to tell anybody. You know, <laughs> and, uh, I said, my buddy Chris, I was talking to him about it and I told him about it. And he goes, he hunts, we hunt the same spots, you know. And so he hunts the same branch the next year. And he sees the biggest buck he's ever seen in his life. He said he couldn't get a shot at him. He said he was way bigger. Than what I had told him, but mm. uh, it's, well, I, I ain't gonna. I didn't stare at the buck. I I looked at him and I turned my head and I was like, "You're fool, you idiot! Shot that little seven point." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's rough. And that's that's one thing this year. I had a six point that I could have spit on this year. Now let him ease around there, and that's like the doctor and Je- Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing going on in my head there. About, should I shoot him? No, I will let him go. <laughs> no, I will let him go. And uh, anyway, I don't regret letting him go. Yeah. Well, Robert, I appreciate you taking taking time out here to talk to us this evening, and uh, yeah, hopefully the, the folks listening will, will get something out of uh, all these different folks we talked to tonight in different parts of the state, and kind of get an idea what the what the deer are doing in their their neck of the woods anyway if they haven't been able to get out and see it for themselves so always always good to talk to you and i do hope to get down there and maybe try to shoot a pig with you after season oh uh, come on down man and uh, uh we'll get after him we'll have some fun uh i'll bring you bring your stick bow we'll get our video camera and uh we'll we'll make a video and oh man <laughs> hey, you go. really you really make me choke then <laughs> oh it's, it's, it's fun. I, 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 the, you know the the you notice the more opportunity, the better you get. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so whether it's shooting at squirrels with your longbow or or pigs or deer, you learn something every single. Even when everything works out perfect, you learn stuff every time. And then you really learn when it don't work out perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing that that stick bow is a lot more of a pleasure to pack in and out of the woods. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. they don't weigh anything compared to the big old compound bow. It is. Oh. And the one thing, like the little bit I shot a compound, like I'd missed, 
I was like, I know I was on this, uh, you know, this, the side, something wasn't right, but you miss with that stick bow, you just look at it like, you know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, can't make a whole lot of excuses with that yeah, one. It was my fault. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy shooting it. I, I just need, I need a lot more practice with it. Um, just the consistency still what I'm struggling with. And then part of that's just not the being consistent practicing. So, yeah, I gotta need to stick with. I need to buy me a bunch more arrows. And yeah, when you shot your doe, were you? Uh, I mean, yeah, you were in a tree stand, I'm sure. I was, yeah. And something I, I learned real quick hunting out that is, uh, it wasn't very compatible with my my summit tree stand. With well, I got one with the uh, the bar out front. Right. Yes, yeah, so that I'm gonna have to do something different there. But uh, but yeah, I was I was in a tree stand. Yeah, you could. Uh, I, I I hunted with one of those. And I would, you know, like I hunt the feed tree, so I would turn the stand. You about know where your deer is supposed to be. And uh, I'd put my seat down really, really low, almost uncomfortable low. Yep. And then when you stood up, your limb would clear, and the deer always go to the side where you can't shoot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what I had to do, though, was put put my seat down way low. Yeah. Yeah. So I started with the lock on, and and I, I've tried those uh, climbing sticks this year, and I, I mean I got some tweaking to do on that, but that's that's not a bad deal. I, yeah. I, especially the way I hunt, like I go in and set up that evening, and then hunt the next morning and pull out. It's it's so easy getting up in the tree that morning. And oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hunt out of a saddle, so I know the the climbing stick is it's it's nice. Yeah, I thought about the saddle deal. I, I don't know. I shoot a lot of deer really close to me. And I don't know if, you know, if I had to maneuver a little bit, if I could do it quite enough. You know, you got to be 15 feet in the air and you got a deer five yards from you or 10, you know, can you can you move on him quite enough to, to draw your bow? Yeah. I mean, like if you had to like move around the tree some or something like that. Right, yeah. I shot I shot a coyote Saturday at uh twenty yards with with a compound, but I didn't have to do any maneuvering. It came in broadside. You know, all I had to do was pick the bow up and draw it back. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a piece of cake. But yeah, there's definitely some some learning I still got to do with it because I used to hunt out of a lock on with the climbing sticks, but uh, the pa- the pack weight was killing me. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you on that. I'm thinking as I get older, the safety part of it would be really good, you know, because you're yeah, up to the tree and everything is impossible to fall out. Yeah, I mean, I feel a lot more safer in that. And I, I stayed hooked in when I was in my lock on, but I know in that saddle, if I swing off the side of the platform, which I haven't yet, but if I was to, you know, it wouldn't be nothing just to go right back around the tree and get right back on the platform. Well, Robert, we appreciate it. Joy, always enjoy talking to you. Yeah, I enjoy it, man. It's, uh, in case you didn't wonder, I, I don't have to work tomorrow, so like I'm, I could talk all night. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm off tomorrow. Y'all got to work tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be up at five, getting ready. No, I may roll over by five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we won't keep you. We appreciate it, Robert. All right. All right. You fellas, take care. Uh, Yeah, you You too, too, man. Have a good night.
All right, guys, that wraps up our latest rut report. Hopefully you guys uh, can take some information away from that to help you be more successful in the field here in the coming days. Um, as Robert mentioned earlier, um, we really, we're really wanting to build up our, our YouTube following. And of course it would help if we post some content on there, but, <laughs> but we are, we're, we, we already got some content on there and uh, we're working now to get some more on there. Robert filmed a lot of his hunting over the past weekend and, and actually got to see a lot of deer. So got some footage worth sharing with you finally. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, of course, he came out and filmed the recovery of my buck. So uh, we'll be posting that here soon. So go ahead and, and head over to uh, just Georgia Field on YouTube. Subscribe. We'll put that link in the show notes if you need it. And uh, we'll be adding we'll be adding more content. Try to be more focused on that. Um, now that um, I'm bucked out, I'll definitely be more likely <laughs> to, to pack the camera in and maybe try to get a, a doe kill or two on video for you guys. And I'll be able to add that as well. But uh, what else we got going on, Robert? Yeah, we just want to mention the Patreon. Uh, it's another way that y'all can go out if you want to and support us with small monthly donations as much. I mean, we have one on there. It's as much as going to the store and buying a coffee or a energy drink. Or, you know, there's a $5 donation as well per month that you can sign up for that would greatly help us out. Because as we mentioned, you know, we, we put everything out there for free and we have to pay for a lot of this stuff out of pocket. We're glad to do it. But if you're looking to go out and help us, uh, and support us in any way you can. That's a way you can do it. And that's at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Georgia field. And you can go to that website there, pull us up and then see the different tiers and what those tiers include. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, Brian, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but you know, for the certain tiers, you get certain, uh, Certain things that come along with that is certain right. Facebook groups or different content, decals different things like that, decals, that kind of stuff, yeah. stuff like that. So, like I said, I'm sorry, y'all. I haven't looked at it in a while to see what those levels include. And I probably should know that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. But been doing a lot of hunting between work, <laughs> right. so I haven't looked at it in a while. But if you want to go out and support us, that's a great way you can do it. And as always, we got a couple new listener reviews, so we always like to give a shout out and read those off because we really love to see them roll in and we'd love to see what y'all are saying. So I've got a couple new ones here, Brian, that I'm going to go ahead and read off. Yeah. Uh, the first one is from Jackie1492 and gave us a five-star review. And it says, great tips for hunters of all levels. I enjoyed the most recent podcast when you guys discussed hanging cameras over creek crossings, fences, et cetera. So if y'all didn't catch that, that was our last episode, wasn't it, Brian? Our, our yeah. Yeah. Episode last week, we talked about that because we had a, a listener submitted question. And that's actually where we started talking about that because he wanted to know where we were hanging our cameras and why we were choosing those locations. Right. So we're glad that, you know, this person enjoyed that and they were able to take them tips out and use them in hopefully their own success. We haven't heard if they had success using it yet, but hopefully they do. And then we had another one roll in from DC Outfitters that says I'm new to WMA hunting. I was drawn for my first quota and everything y'all have said or talked about has helped me tremendously. So quota there is obviously the quota hunts that they have on the WMAs that uh rifle hunts and 
stuff like that that they have out there for deer in the great state of Georgia. So that's what that uh, listener review is referring to. And we're hoping you found success. If you're listening to, the, to this and you have found success uh, with your quota hunt, please share with us. That way we can share with our social media fans and our podcast listeners of the success that you had from being able to listen to the podcast and use those tips and tactics out there to be able to harvest a buck or a doe. It doesn't matter, whatever. Um, that's right. And, and as always, we put out there, I'm sure for the people that follow us on Facebook, Instagram, we try to share the stuff that people send us of their success out in the woods. And we try to share that on our social media. So as always, if you harvest a great buck, a great doe, your first hog, whatever it may be, share that with us. We'll be more than happy to share it on our social media page so people can see that. And as always, please go out, leave us a rating and review on Apple iTunes, as we always talk about every week. <laughs> it, it, it helps us grow tremendously. It really does in the charts and everything. When y'all go out and leave the ratings and reviews, that's how we grow. It helps us raise in the charts, you know, our level each week and what number we're sitting at. And it helps new people find us when they're searching for a podcast specifically related to hunting. Our name is more likely to pop up where they can start listening to us. And as always, please share with a family or friend um you know if they're if they're really getting into hunting or they're just starting hunting or even if they've been hunting for 50 years and you think they may enjoy listening to our podcast please go out there share with them um give them the name and that way they may be able to share with somebody else and that's going to be able to really help us grow so that's all i got for this week brian yeah um one thing i want to mention i should have said this at the beginning of the podcast, because I know there's probably only about three people listening at this point. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, just, um, you know, it's it's getting a little tougher this time of year to to line up these guys to uh, to interview, get on here and and, and talk to um, not only from our end, because we're wanting to be in the woods hunting as much as we can. <laughs> Uh, but you know, a lot of the guys obviously that we're wanting to talk to are, are big hunters as well. And, uh, you know, they want to be out in the woods as often as they can. So yeah, it is, it is getting a little more difficult yeah. to line these up, but we're still working on it. Um, we got some folks in mind, we've got some folks that's already agreed to do it. It's just a matter of, of getting with them and knocking these interviews out. But, uh, I'm not going to promise there's not going to come a Wednesday when there's not a new podcast in your, uh, in your hopper that morning, <laughs> you know, in, <laughs> in your queue, uh, we're, we're going to try to avoid that but you know um it's it's not the end of the world if we do miss one in there somewhere uh, don't worry we're not uh we're not bailing but yeah we're we're, <laughs> we're just doing the best we can out here to to hunt first and then you know try to get these podcasts crank out along the way too so and yeah, as I mean, always i'll oh, go ahead i was gonna say our ultimate goal is to release something every week so yeah yeah absolutely. even though the, the last couple of weeks you'd listen to me and brian chit chat back and forth and obviously the rut reports you know they're great information for all the hunters out there but stick with us through me and brian chit chat chit chat <laughs> back yeah. and forth on our obviously brian's success you know it's awesome to listen to and be a part of and then you know anything else we may talk about the the guys are coming. We're going to be recording with people. As Brian mentioned, you know, it's hard to get people, but just stick with us. And uh, we're going to have those episodes that y'all are wanting to hear coming out here very soon. 
That's right. And yeah, and one thing we've learned from all this, and this this has been a learning process, still is a learning process, but yeah, we're gonna get a bunch of interviews knocked out over the summer next time and have those <laughs> yeah. have those suckers lined up before we ever get into deer season. Uh then you know, you're not near it's not near as hard trying to keep up week to week and, and get these new ones cranked out. But you know, hopefully you can take something away from from all these. You know, we get I know some of you are more experienced hunters and maybe some of the stuff we talk about, you know, isn't doesn't really help you out stuff you already know but man we get a lot of messages and stuff from from guys that are either just brand new to hunting or maybe brand new to public land hunting and you know we've had some that have have used stuff they've heard on here and had killed their first deer or their first public land deer and man that just that fires me up that's what keeps right. me motivated to keep cranking these things out and we want to put stuff out there you know for the experienced hunters too where everybody you know everybody can learn um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to mix it up, but sometimes I know some of you guys that have been hunting for a while, you might, you know, it might be kind of basic to you, some of the stuff we talk about, but, uh, hopefully you'll stick around and, uh, for, for the good stuff too. So right. with, with, with all that though, I think we'll wrap this one up and, uh, as always guys hunt safe, shoot straight. And most importantly, man, just enjoy your time out there in God's great outdoors. Cause that's what it's all about. We'll see you next week.